What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatoito Boxing Show. And uh, as we're dwindling down 2023, there's one organization that I wanted to talk about. And I didn't, I didn't want to end the year without bringing them to fruition and, and doing right by them because they, they are quickly setting themselves apart from the many other organizations within that similar format. And, uh, and of course, I want to talk about, uh, about BKFC, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship Organization. Uh, in my eyes, they are completely setting themselves apart, even though there's other organizations that came before them, uh, but they're, they're doing great things. And I want to, I want to give you a brief history as to how they came about, how they came to be and where they currently find themselves, uh, and how they set apart from the other organizations that exist. I'll talk to you a little bit about the others. There's many of them, and uh, in this bare fist, bare knuckle boxing, bare knuckle fighting, uh, brawl type fighting, uh, they call it backyard fighting in some organizations, they're all smaller, and there's some that have made a decent name for themselves, especially locally, at least where they're based from, uh, where they're based out of, and uh, and they begin to establish themselves, but there's two that have stood out. And one of them is just starting to skyrocket, and that being the BKFC. Um, I'm going to go ahead and touch on uh, on several things here and give you a little a little background to the BKFC. I've done a little bit of research on this and, uh, and have spent several days looking into all these organizations, watching a lot of the fights. But, uh, but I am a big fan of BKFC, and the reason I didn't want the year to end is because I've been actually keeping tabs with this event, and being that this is a boxing podcast first and foremost, even though from time to time we will cover MMA and other combat sports platform or platforms, uh, this being one of them, bare-knuckle boxing, bare-knuckle fighting is the, uh, the roots of the sport that we all love and, and, and follow. That being boxing, right? This is the roots. This is the beginning stages. This is uh, the uh, the history behind uh, professional boxing that that we all know of today, uh, and amateur boxing, of course, Olympic boxing with gloves and rounds, uh, uh, three minute rounds and two minute rounds, and the point scoring and all this. Well, all those have been evolutions of bare knuckle fighting. So, of course, bare knuckle fighting, if you've ever looked into it, dates back to the 1700s. You could trace back to the first champion uh, to England, the roots of, of England, which is where, where it established itself. And I believe it was 1719 where they, they crowned their first champion by the last name of Quig. As far as the U.S. goes, and being that I am U.S.-based, 1889 is the last time that any state legally sanctioned a fight. It's been basically banned since 1889, stateside, until this company came about, BKFC. Now, this dates back to England, right? It traces all all the traces of the roots date back and trace back to England. There's a big organization out there that established itself in 2016, known as BKB, Bare Knuckle Boxing. To date, they have held 36 events. They list themselves and promote themselves as the leader in this format of fighting. They were the first to be legally sanctioned in numerous places around the world. 
to date out of those 36 events, they've held the majority of them in London at the O2 Arena and throughout UK. But they have held events in Dubai, in Thailand, and here in the US. There was another organization, UK, UK side, which was known as the BFBA, the Bare Fist Boxing Association. They became the biggest competitor to BKB until recent, recent events took place last year. The BFBA was the fastest growing organization UK side growing at a faster rate than that of the BKB, but the BKB was established as the originators and have attracted a big following and created a big following UK side. Here in the States, we have BYB Extreme, which was founded in Florida, has held I believe they they were established in 2014, if my memory serves me right. So two years prior to BKB out in in the UK. They established themselves in 2014 out of Florida. Have held events in South Carolina, in Florida, Wyoming. But they held their first event in 2015, established in 14, held their first event in 2015, took a long pause, and have since resurfaced. In 2019, they began to gain traction. They came back, resurfaced, started to gain traction, and have been promoting more and more events. Now, BKB being the originator out in the UK and getting sanctioned, attracting fighters from around the world, getting sanctioned in several locations throughout the world, but attracting those fighters from elsewhere. I believe in their organization to date, they claim to represent over a hundred countries by way of their fighters. So the BKB is a monster to be reckoned with. And this is similar to maybe 1FC, if we talk about MMA, 1FC, which is basically dominating Asia. And they are the UFC of that side of the world, where the UFC dominates the sport on the western side of the world and even abroad now because the UFC has such has created such an outreach that now everywhere they're going they're creating academies and schools and training centers and so now you have most of the smaller organizations creating some type of contract, developmental contract with the UFC and sending up their champions, building up locally, and then they send up the champions here. So those organizations get a bigger name. And this has been happening for decades now. Those organizations get a bigger name because they're like, look, we sent you Alex Pereira. Look, we sent you Conor McGregor. We sent, they develop them and send them. And then the world gets to know these these stars like Jose Aldo's and so forth through the UFC spotlight. Well, the BKFC is starting to do something like that here stateside. And the BKFC is the one that, that led the way. Remember, I just mentioned since 1889, this was banned stateside. The BKFC was the first organization to get it legally sanctioned. This happened in Wyoming. In Cheyenne, I believe. 
This was in 2018. June 2018 was their big event. Their big coming out party. And since then, they have been consistently, consistently putting out content and attracting fighters. Fighters of note, fighters of name, they do something a little bit different than the other organizations. And now we're going to start separating them. BKFC, stateside. BKB, UK side. BYB Extreme, founded in Florida, just recently signed a partnership with BKB. where they signed a partnership where they would end up sharing and exchanging their fighters, hosting several events throughout the year, and exchange their fighters, and you would have BKB fighters fighting the BYB Extreme fighters. That's really neat. And that's starting to skyrocket this type of combat sport, this type of platform, or this format. Obviously, that partnership is to take over the format and eliminate BKFC. But BKFC is a monster to be reckoned with in in their own right because they ended up making their debut in London in 2022. And the night prior to them debuting and, and, and introducing themselves to the UK market, This was going to be a big Saturday night. Their big coming out party is Saturday night. And the night prior to their big coming out party in London, they acquired, purchased and acquired BFBA, which I briefly mentioned earlier. They were the biggest competition to BKB. So BKB partners with BYB Extreme stateside. BKFC purchases BFBA, who is the biggest competitor to BKB in the UK side. BKFC has extended their reach to Asia by way of Thailand. And they have BKFC Thailand in full function and full rotation now. That's how fast BKFC is growing. This is all under the tutelage of one David Feldman. David Feldman uh, is listed on on the BKFC site as a former professional boxer. I looked up his record. I've looked up many, many sites trying to figure out if he had a, a decorated amateur record or what it was. He competed as a professional boxer, and they are correct in that. He had a 4-1 professional record. He fought from 1993 to 1995. And then he had another match years, years later. He was 4-0. Sorry, he was 3-1. I'm looking it up again just to to remember because there's so many numbers and dates. 3-1 from 93 to 95. And then he fought in 2003, eight years later, after he had just separated himself from the sport. 2003, and he wins by knockout. And what was his last outing as a professional boxer? From there, he turned his attention to that of matchmaker. He had a matchmaker uh, matchmaker role, and he put together an event for, uh, in 2008 out in Arizona. 
Then he transitions over to a new role in that of a promoter. He is based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And you're going to be surprised or at least intrigued to hear some of the names that he w- that he promoted that, that fought under his promotional cards. He ended up putting some decent-sized events in casinos hosted by, by the Harris Casino and dating back to 2012. So in 2012, he held an event at the Harris in Philadelphia in Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, 2014, he had three events. And then in 2017, it was the last event that he held, that, that he promoted. Now, in these events, he had some names such as Britton Hart, who now fights for him in the BKFC. Cool boy Steph, when he was starting his career, he was actually about two or three fights into his career and fought under one of the cards that Dave Feldman promoted. Caleb Plant took part in one of these cards as he was getting his career going in under one of these promoted cards that, that David Feldman put together. By 2018, Cheyenne, Wyoming is host to the inaugural BKFC event, June of 2018. And since then, the guy in David Feldman, this genius, has taken the combat sports world by storm, has launched this platform into worldwide stages, and there's no stopping him in sight. Legally sanctioned in 2018, and he puts on four events that year. Strong start. Four events, sorry, five events in 2019. Twenty twenty eight events twenty twenty one he had eleven or twelve events. I'll count them here for you. Because this list is long. By 2021, I mean, just think about the trajectory. 2018, from four events, one more in 2019, that's progress. Attracting crowds, that's progress. Business-wise, that's progress for the format, for the platform. It was growing. And he continues to attract big names from four events to five events to eight events in 2020. And then in 2021, we were at... I'm at seven so far. I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange him. Twelve events in 2021. Nineteen events in 2022. That's huge growth. Just think about those numbers from four to five to 8 to 12. Till 2023, he ended up with somewhere around 25 events 
And he closed out his biggest event to date, he said, after UFC, uh, UFC, BKFC 56, which was headlined by Mike Perry and Eddie Alvarez out in Utah at the beginning of this month, December. It was his biggest crowd to date and his biggest gate revenue to date. Now, these events are smaller in in stature when you're thinking about boxing with Anthony Joshua and Klitschko in the sense of 90,000 plus, 100,000 plus sellout arenas by Gervonta Davis or the UFC where they go to the O2 or Ireland or Saudi Arabia and they're just putting out these massive events. These are smaller in stature, but the BKFC starting to set themselves apart from the others. They had 8,000 people in attendance in Utah, their biggest live revenue gate to date, their biggest pay-per-view numbers. Most of their events are on the zone now. They begin with Fight TV, then went to Fight TV Plus, and the zone has picked them up now. Just think about what he's doing to to outperform their competition in BKB, who claims to be the originator, and this guy is just taking BKFC to next levels. Different set of rules and different standards as well. BKB generates a partnership stateside with BYB Extreme. BKFC goes and purchases BFBA. Bare Fist Boxing Association. So now they're going to infiltrate the UK market. That's how smart Dave Feldman is. Let's not do partnerships. Let's purchase, acquire an existing program there that established an established organization with existing fighters and an existing format and an existing following and attack the UK market. Expanded to Asia with BKFC Thailand. And now they're in the works of getting their prospect series, which is similar to what we've seen with the UFC in their contender series. And in their, what's it called? The UFC, where they live together, the, the what's it called? The ultimate fighter, the ultimate fighter. So UFC's ultimate fighter where, where they end up housing, housing fighters together and so forth. Apparently that's in the work. That's in the works. And then Dana White created the Contender Series for the prospects. And the winners end up going into, into a big UFC event or at least a fight night. Well, David Feldman is following suit. He's following those steps. He's creating a prospect series now. And he's in the works to have his version of an Ultimate Fighter type competition has expanded to Asia by way of Thailand, is infiltrating the UK market now that he's hosted uh, several events there and uh, by acquiring BFBA. So now he's going to have fighters based out of there coming in. And and he continues to do so. He's to date been legally sanctioned to compete in 25 states within the United States and continues to grow. That's beyond impressive because it continues to grow. He's attracting big names. He also took something where uh, creatively it was pretty smart for him. The UFC with Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz several years back 
created that BMF title, which was a one-time thing supposed to be. And then more recently, we saw that title bring brought back into play when Justin Gagey avenged his knockout loss by knocking Dustin Poirier back when they ran it back in the rematch and was handed that BMF title, the bad motherfucker title. Dave Feldman created a title for this Mike Perry, Eddie Alvarez. This was the big closing to 2023, created a title. They inaugurated the King of Violence title, which Mike Perry won by stopping Eddie Alvarez. He heavily damaged that right cheekbone and orbital bone, fracturing the orbital bone of Eddie Alvarez. The fight was stopped in round two, and Mike Perry now holds the King of Violence title. He is the King of Violence, uh, which is really cool to take that and run with it in their own format. They're attracting more and more fighters. Think about the names I just mentioned. Mike Perry, who had a big following in the UFC, never amassed to be a champion, but had a similar stature to that of uh, Jorge Masvidal, where he was very marketable. He knew how to market himself, how to carry himself. And, uh, and even though he wasn't, he never made it to those championship levels, he was always in a fun, fan-friendly style fight. And he managed to attract a big following because of it. And they followed him over to the BKFC. Eddie Alvarez, the original pit fighter, the original underground fighter, out in the East Coast, Jersey, New York. We knew about those stories and we've heard about those stories of when uh, of the beginning stages of Eddie Alvarez's career. Now he just fought in the main event and previously had fought Chad Mendes in his debut with the BKFC. Chad Mendes, another former UFC fighter. These are decorated fighters that are being attracted to BKFC. Former MMA fighters. And now, let me touch on the standards. You have prospects, up-and-coming fighters, first-time fighters in the other organizations that take part. The BKB, as they have as they continue to establish themselves, they've been attracting mostly MMA fighters, former MMA fighters, and current MMA fighters to go compete in their organization. BYB Extreme would bring up and has brought up first-time fighters, some with experience, some with no experience, but they debut in their format. The BKFC has designated a standard that they will not be matchmaking or mis mismatching opposition. Meaning, this is not going to be like a tough man contest of yesteryear, where you would have a construction worker fighting a boxer, or a karate specialist fighting a plumber, or an electrician and somebody out of the crowd step in the ring, put the gloves on and go at it. And then if you made it to the final, you would, you would win $10,000 or whatever it was, but you had to defeat Butterbean or whatever it was, something... It was ridiculous, but it was fun to watch. As a kid, it was fun to watch, but it was something ridiculous. The BKFC has set themselves apart from that. They're not going to be a circus. They're not going to be an entertainment type uh, organization. They're bringing entertainment by putting on good matchmaking, fair opposition, leveled opposition, and everybody has to have some type of resume if they want to take part in the BKFC. The prospect series is going to be um, designated to develop new up-and-coming talent. But to date, they have brought in either fighters that have a decorated amateur boxing record, proven resume, 
or former professional boxers, active professional boxers, MMA fighters, former MMA fighters, but fighters that have competed in other organizations, or fighters that have competed in this format in bare knuckle boxing in one of the other organizations or even smaller organizations that we have not mentioned here today. But they have to prove and show what they bring to the table instead of just picking people off the street and throwing them in there for the sake of blood and gore. The fights are entertaining. It's a whole different format. And Dave Feldman has said it himself. This is not easy for anybody. You could have a really decorated boxer that when they get hit on the orbital bone with bare knuckles and no padding, it shakes up the entire game plan. It, This is not... A point scoring, it's hard because you're going to get hit with bare knuckles and bare skin and get cut, get grazed differently than when you have gloves. Gloves provide you protection as well by way of guard where you have limited protection here. You protect the wrists, tape the wrists to avoid the snapping and fracturing of the wrists, but that's it. So there's a lot of Roots, street aspect to this that is definitely more humble. And more grassroots. I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings for BKFC. I've been tuning into their events since last year, since 2022, where it started attracting me a little more to tune into these events, especially when Mike Perry, he was one that, that really caught my attention. Then when I saw that Eddie Alvarez, Chad Mendes were going to fight and uh, Michael Venom Page ended up taking place in one of them. Uh, Luis Falomino, who was a former opponent of, uh, of Justin Gagey, years passed. They went different routes. Luis Palomino ended up competing uh, here. And he's a champion at BKFC and has been so uh, for several years now while Justin Gagey took his talents to the UFC. Very, very impressed. Impressive closing to 2023 for Dave Feldman and the BKFC. And, uh, and it's really admirable and commendable in the way that he's separating himself from the other, other organizations he was the leader in getting this sanctioned and putting on the big event and and the determination that he seems to be showing by continuing to grow this sport and this 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 form of combat sports is uh is definitely commendable and uh, i can't wait to see how this organization continues to grow if you haven't checked them out go check out the highlights their next event is going to be in january which i believe is a prospect series and then they're going to have in february i think it's the first weekend of february where they're going to have luis palomino putting this title on the line against former boxer austin trout who was in some big boxing fights in his heyday against canelo alvarez against miguel cotto to name a few austin trout was Somebody to be reckoned with at 154 uh, in his prime. And now he's competing in this bare-knuckle fighting championship. Listen, BKFC skyrocketing. And I can't wait to see how they continue to evolve, how they continue to develop, and, uh, and how they separate themselves from the existing competition. Competition is always great, right? Because it holds you accountable to developing new uh, forms to attract the public, uh, to continue to evolve the sport, 
to continue to get creative. Sometimes it backfires. Sometimes it pays off. But competition is great because you got to continue to set yourself aside from what the others are bringing to the table. And BKFC's doing great at it right now by setting themselves apart and conquering other territories. So congratulations to David Feldman and the BKFC in what was their biggest year to date. And the biggest closing uh, that they could have gone with was with this King of Violence uh, matchup between Perry and Eddie Alvarez. And uh, I can't wait to see who else they attract. We're hearing words of, uh, of Anthony Pettis and potentially Nate Diaz and uh, maybe a Conor McGregor uh, showing. So sky's the limit and I can't wait to see it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in again. And, uh, and I'll talk to you all on the next episode. Heck, Callie, out.